What's up, everybody, and welcome in to a special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to follow along on Wrestling TWT. That's Wrestling TWT on Instagram and on Twitter. If you've missed some of our previous episodes, check out Wrestling TWT on Instagram and Twitter. As always, I appreciate you downloading the podcast as we talk about NXT. So after WrestleMania, we come to find out that NXT will be moving to Tuesday nights exclusively on the USA Network. So it is interesting to look at NXT over the years. I've always been a big fan of what Triple H has brought to the WWE, his own style, his own brand of wrestling. I think Edge put it best not too long ago when he said that he's always liked NXT because there is not a lot of E in the WWE here talking about NXT. He's talking about not a lot of entertainment. It's really based about the wrestling. And that is so, so very true about NXT. So I've been a big fan of this brand since it started with Arrival back in February of 2014 when the NXT Championship was on the line. It was Bo Dallas, remember him, against Adrian Neville, Pac. And Adrian Neville Pac was a thing because he was taking on Tyson Kidd and Sami Zayn and Tyler Breeze and um, and so many others during that time in 2014. And the takeovers started to really be similar to the Clash of Champions or the Saturday Night's Main Event. When you got those takeovers, man, you knew it was going to get a special event. There has never been a bad takeover. There's never been a badly produced takeover in the history of the takeovers that NXT has brought to the table. I've been a big fan from day one because clearly Triple H wanted to do something different than what you see on Raw and SmackDown. And it started to have a cult following on the WWE Network. It was really, really cool. So there was a change, clearly, and you know where I'm going with this, right? When NXT used to be just a thing on the WWE Network where you couldn't wait to tune in whether it's live or see it on demand and you want to be able to either binge watch it or just start a tweet about it, whatever, it became kind of an underground rumbling where it's like, man, all of these independent wrestlers uh, or those underneath wrestlers on the main roster come to the WWE's NXT brand and you start to really appreciate the Finn Balors and the Kevin Owens and the Samoa Joes and the Nakamuras and um, Sanity, the Authors of Pain, Bobby Roode. Uh, The list goes on and on of really top-level stars that we once saw maybe at Ring of Honor, saw overseas wrestling in independence, and they are put into the NXT program. And they were able to put on some incredible matches, next-level matches. It wasn't about skits. It wasn't about bad comedy. It was just about the wrestling. And it all took place at Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. So what was great also is that TakeOver had its own feel where they would travel to certain places around the country, around the world. Hell, they had a a TakeOver in London. Uh, But you look at how they were able to travel and people were grasping NXT. And they said, boy, this is nothing like Raw and SmackDown because people believe in Triple H. Whatever happens to Vince McMahon, whether the WWE is going to sell the company or Vince steps down or whatever happens, whatever happens, there are a certain amount of people that believe in Triple H and his vision. Because what Triple H did in 2014 
we are going to see in the very near future where wrestling will not just be the 25-minute promo to start off the match, to start off the show. It won't be just a lot of bad comedy and ha-ha. It's actually going to come down to me against you, who can kick someone's ass, who can outperform whom in the matches. And so I, that's what I really loved about NXT because, as I said at the time in 2014, NXT reminded me of the territory days of the past. It just has money. <laughs> the difference between what we see with NXT and what we saw from world-class championship wrestling or from mid-Atlantic wrestling or wrestling in Los Angeles back in the day or in, in San Antonio with Joe Blanchard's territory or Portland, wherever, with Don Owen, is just that NXT's got money and they have production value. And so watching... Th- these matches take place in this soundstage, a small arena at Full Sail University. It was hot. The fans were hot. And I don't know why there were complaints from some fans, like, oh, these fans, all oh, they cheer for everything. Well, isn't that wrestling? Wrestling, you should be able to cheer for so many things. You should cheer for your favorite wrestler or your favorite tag team. And so that's why I enjoyed it so much because it reminded me of the past. And the past became the present for the for NXT for a long time. I just I'm have a list of, of venues in which NXT performed at, right? And some of them were WWE pay-per-views where there'd be a uh, WWE Raw or SmackDown pay-per-view and then but the night before NXT would have their show so they were together sometimes they were by themselves so they NXT shows have been at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn they've been at uh the SSE Arena in Wembley London England they've been at the K Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas they've been at uh, Air Canada Center in Toronto. They've been at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio. They've been at the Amway Center in Orlando. They've been at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. They've been at the Toyota Center in Houston. They've been at Wells Fargo Center in Philly. They've been at the Smoothie King in, in New Orleans. Uh, Royal Albert Hall in London, England. Uh, they've been at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. They've been at the Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix. Uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Webster Bank Arenas, Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto, Moda Center in Portland. It just goes on. They've been at some of the biggest arenas and sold them out quickly. NXT by itself. Because fans know that when they see a takeover event, when they see a takeover event, they know it's going to be hot. And you just think of all the wrestlers that have main evented on those NXT shows the Johnny Gargano's and Adam Cole and Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano against Tommaso Ciampa. And it's just thrilling matches. Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, um, Almas, uh, and- Andrade, who just was released by the WWE, who was terrific in 2018, had an outstanding match against Johnny Gargano in Philadelphia. The Samoa Joes, the Nakamuras, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, up and down the line, they've had some great matches. Not good, great matches. And so the reason why I've always appreciated NXT is because it's clear storytelling, you, there's great mic work, and you can just tell that some of those veteran wrestlers that are wrestling at NXT, it only helps the young wrestlers that's on the roster. Now, here's where it changed. It changed from going from the WWE Network to the USA Network. When I saw that NXT was going to USA, I said, oh, okay. And the reason why they even went to the USA is because Vince McMahon could not stand 
for NXT to have its own night by themselves. They want to give All Elite Wrestling some competition. And it was interesting on Wednesday nights for a long time because some were flicking back and forth between the USA Network and TNT and trying to find out who's got the hotter show on the quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars. But All Elite Wrestling continued to throttle NXT. AEW was throttling NXT time and time again. I don't have the amount of wins, but it's a ton of wins. That the TNT brand did All Elite Wrestling, yeah. Yeah, that was the winner time and time again. And I and it doesn't make NXT any less at all. I was just thinking about some of the really great matches I've seen from NXT, like Sami Zayn against Neville on TakeOver uh, Revolution and watching Bailey against Sasha Banks in Brooklyn in 2015. Just... Really, really solid wrestling, tremendous storytelling. Of course, Adam Cole against Johnny Gargano and TakeOver New York and Pete Dunne against Tyler Bate. That's a matchup that was seen overseas and it came to the States and we just couldn't get enough of it. In Chicago in 2017 to see Tyler Bate against Pete Dunne, that was fun. Um, Andrade against Johnny Gargano, I can never say enough about how good that match is. What about tag team wrestling as well? Tag team wrestling is pretty much dead in the WWE, but watching it on NXT because of the Dusty Cup, uh, and that was a great innovation, I think, also from Triple H, the innovation of having the Dusty Cup to have tag team wrestling be uh, part of NXT on a regular basis, DIY, taking on the revival. I mean, Gargano and Ciampa as a tag team taking on the revival of Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Man, I mean, just excellent tag team. It's one of the best tag team matches I've seen in my life. I mean, it, it's one of those things where if you knew that DIY and Re- the Revival were at the top of the card, if they were wrestling one another, if that was a tag team match, if they were doing house shows, you'd want to travel to those house shows to see what they do every night to see how it changes up. That That's just the kind of thing where you know they're going to give you 30 minutes of quality or more every night. And that's the thing that you want to travel to see if you were just following the house show loop. Um Watching uh, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly against Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, it is having Bate and Seven come over from NXT UK and then being part of the NXT group, also fun. The the war games with Team Champa against the Undisputed Era, um, and of course the greatest match I think for NXT in the history of, of that brand is Gargano against Champa. I mean they gave you so much. Time and time again, they made it different, and they made it interesting, and they told a story, and two friends, and better enemies, right? I mean, they, they just put on some of the, the great grudge matches in the history of the WWE, especially in the modern era. WWE could never put on shows quite like this as far as Gargano and Ciampa because those two had the time to just lay out their stuff, and it was just so much fun to watch. So now, because the USA Network, and there's a lot that's going on, obviously, with the USA Network and, and Peacock. Peacock now has everything on the WWE, all the other WWE Network uh, stuff, which is interesting. Uh, how the WWE Network is completely shut down, and you got to go to Peacock to see the archived footage of previous WWF and WWE stuff. And so now... With hockey moving into Wednesday nights, 
So NXT moves to their own night on Tuesday. And I say their own night because uh, Impact Wrestling is not doing anything about Tuesday nights. Right? They're on Access TV. I know I have Access TV at the house, so I can see it when I want to. So I don't. I know where to find it if I need it. <laughs> um, but it's a company that's fledgling as far as numbers. It's not doing well, uh, and this is why NXT feels they could just move into Tuesday nights and have their own night on on Tuesdays. And so they're not running away from a fight, but they did lose a lot against All Elite Wrestling, which is a head scratcher to me because I always thought that All Elite Wrestling was good as far as an alternative, but people were tuning into that alternative in droves. Now, it wasn't like All Elite Wrestling dominated NXT as far as 3 to 1, 4 to 1, 5 to 1 as far as the numbers are concerned, but All Elite Wrestling did have a head up on NXT. And so let's try to figure out why. Why was that the case? Do you believe that there was enough resentment toward Vince McMahon, even though it was Triple H that's the, really spearheading this NXT? Do you think there's so much resentment against Vince McMahon that the fans, you and I as fans, said, you know what, F this. I'm not doing this shit. I'm not I'm watching a third night of WWE programming, quote unquote. I'm not doing this again. I'm going to watch All Elite Wrestling because they're different, because they seem like they're having fun. It, it caters to a different generation. Now, numbers wise, 50 and older, you know, I think that NXT was doing well. Just based on the numbers that I've read that they've done well with ages 50 and over. And to me... Both brands have been outstanding. Both brands have been fun to watch because I was a day one guy for NXT as it was kind of an underground show. It's funny, I was just watching the ECW documentary on the WWE Network where they talked about the relaunch of ECW and how Shane McMahon thought it was important. If you're going to relaunch the ECW, it should be on a on-demand digital brand. And Vince McMahon said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to put that right there on the sci-fi network. And of course that bombed because it was awful. And we know how bad that was because it's not around anymore. But Shane, his thoughts on on-demand even back then was pretty strong. It was pretty innovative. It was ahead of its time. And this is where NXT was. It was it was a the WWE Network special. We'd watch it. It was interesting. And then it got to the USA Network. And then, so the question was, like, why, right? Do fans look at it and say, why didn't NXT just have their own night? Why did the, the WWE have to go against AEW, a show that we just want to watch? And I don't know if there's some rebellion or resentment, but if you take a look at the head-to-head -head on Wednesday nights in in the key demo, out of the key demo, NXT did very well. Uh, it did well, but not as well as AEW did. It was good, but not as good as All Elite Wrestling. And it, it's a head-scratcher because as someone is there to watch the wrestling and enjoy the professional wrestling, I was like, hmm... People like the hijinks and the inside jabs that AEW was doing. Now, if you, there's a lot of people that I follow on social media at Wrestling TWT that are just into the wrestling, into anything WWE, anything Triple H, anything Vince McMahon. They don't care about the alternative. They think it's a joke. It's a dividing line between the fans when, when it comes to All Elite Wrestling and NXT. 
And to me, it's great that both brands were doing well on Wednesday nights. But there was only one. There was only one that was doing really well, that was dominating and winning every Wednesday, and that's All Elite Wrestling. And I always thought that that was strange. Because they're both good. I thought it would be pretty close. Some some Wednesdays it wasn't close. <laughs> and sometimes it was. But I just know that NXT now, moving to Tuesday nights, I think that their numbers will go up. I think they'll be better. But I always thought there was a solid show. It's never been perfect, right? The whole thing with The Way, with the Gargano group. I know they're trying to do something a little bit different with Johnny Gargano, bringing more personality out of him. But I, I always thought that the show was fine the way it was. And... Maybe Vince McMahon has something to do with that by having a little bit more hijinks, a little bit, a few more characters into the show. But I always thought it was just pretty solid. Finn Balor is the NXT champion. He's been there in that spot. Um, watching Adam Cole, man, a guy that really took this company, this brand to another level. Love Adam Cole. Uh, Johnny Gargano is the North American champion. Watching Io Shirai, the women's division is getting better. Uh, and they have some young talent that's on the roster that's it's on the come so i've always appreciated it and i look forward to seeing what happens uh coming up with this brand now on tuesday nights after wrestlemania i've always been a fan but aw has had its advantages by having this similar or better tv production uh they've had celebrities that's been part of it they th- i mean they know how to Drop the cow is the one of the phrases that you use, or try to make sure that everyone is watching and try to do a lot of crazy things that even the WWE wouldn't do on Raw and SmackDown, maybe on pay-per-view, or maybe tricks that Vince McMahon used to do but doesn't do as much. I mean, Tyson and Shaq have already been on AEW, and for NXT, they just have the wrestlers. It's nothing over-the-top, overly dramatic. All I know is that they're takeovers, and they're going to have another one stand up and deliver coming up. Uh, that it's going to be a two night event. That's going to be special on Wednesday and Thursday night. I can't wait for that because I know it's going to be great. Uh, it's 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 always solid. It, it, uh, takeovers never let me down. But you could juxtapose that to AEW. That's going to be fun to see now on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights, and how both of these brands will develop. Well, as always, I appreciate your support on TWT. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So it's been our special talking about NXT as they move to Tuesday nights. And I can't wait for a stand-up and deliver. That's going to be a great card as well because it's TakeOver. Of course it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, man. Professional wrestling in 2021. Can't wait for us to have fans, that's for sure. I know that WrestleMania will be able to have some fans in the stand at Raymond James Stadium, but I can't wait for uh, E and for AEW because, you know, you and I, we are the backbone to all of the wrestling shows around the country and around the world. April 7th, April 8th, it's going to be Stand Up and Deliver, Pete Dunne against Kushida, MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and uh, Mendoza and Wild, Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, LA Knight, Six-Man Gauntlet Eliminator Match, 
That's going to be interesting. Volter against Tommaso Ciampa. That's going to steal the show. I don't think there's any question about that. That's going to be for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Let's see. Io Shirai against Raquel Gonzalez for the Women's Championship. They have pushed Gonzalez to the moon. Let's see if she, if she can stand up and deliver. She's been good the past couple weeks. Let's see how she does against Io Shirai. Then Night 2, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against The Way. I hate that name. Ugh. Should be a good uh, tag team women's NXT match there. Oh boy, a ladder match. Yep. <laughs> I love how Shawn Michaels just slid the, slid the ladder in there. Just so everyone knows, Devlin is going to take on Escobar. This being a ladder match. Should be fun. Gargano against the Gauntlet Eliminator. We talked about it earlier. We'll see who uh, Gargano is going to take on for the North American Championship. Finn Balor against Karrion Cross. And I really believe that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly should close the show. I know that Finn Balor is going to take on Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship on Thursday, April 8th. But I really believe that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly should close the show for NXT Stand Up and Deliver on Tuesday, on that uh, that uh, night two on April 8th. But we'll see. All right, my friend. Thanks so much for supporting the show as always. And tell people that John the Hood Talks Wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, right here.